in today's society, a lot of people really jump into having an altruistic mindset and really like to want to make sure that everybody lives altruistically because altruism to them sounds like a really good thing. And on the surface, yeah, it does. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper and we're going to see why altruism is actually really dangerous. Talking about that this week on episode 137 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right. So we're going to be talking about altruism today. And a root of this is there's a lot of philosophy behind what altruism is. And if you really examine it and you actually start picking it apart and really thinking about it, altruism is not really a good thing to actually have. Altruism is one of those things where, yeah, it sounds light and fluffy and awesome and amazing. But in the end, wow, is it just, it does a lot more damage than it does good. And we're going to be talking about that this, like I said, this week. I'm Brian Goodwin. I am the host of the show and I am a certified men's coach. I help men get the nice guy kicked out of their life. Get that, that line of thinking of people pleasing. Just get them out of your life. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you get the nice guy gone. Kick him to the curb, send him down the road, let him be somebody else's problem so that you are able to actually live your life on your terms. Because the more you're able to live completely within who you are, the happier you are, and the more you allow other people to actually get to like you. And those who are just using you, they will go away. And it makes life so much happier, so much better, so much more relaxing. Hence the name of the show and the podcast and the, and the website, which is found over at relaxmail.com. Now, before I really get into everything, wanted to talk about, uh, we have Operation Tears of the 22 Mission Critical Retreat coming up down in Moyers, Oklahoma. Where this is over at K River Campgrounds. This is Adam Sandoval's campgrounds, and he is going to be there. You'll be able to see him. Might even be able to get to talk to him if uh, the hordes of people allow you, allow you to get close enough to him. I'm going to be there. I'm actually going to be doing a – do two things there. One – Thursday night, we've pretty much have got it settled, I believe, that we are going to be doing a live episode of Relaxed Mail up on stage in front of a, whole, a live audience. Wow! So I don't know how that's going to be. I don't know how that's going to really work out. But heck, man, it's cool. It's fun. It's going to be something new and interesting. And then Friday night, I am going to be talking uh, on stage. We're going to be actually talking about uh, how your life equates to a to rucking and, and carrying weights, uh, around as you walk through, uh, walk, a, walk a course. So we're going to talk about that and it's going to be a good time. There are going to be four days of me talking, of me running around. I'm going to be coaching anybody and everybody who's saying still long enough for me to say, hi, how you doing? I'm Brian. And they're either going to be scared of me or I'm going to have people lined up to, to talk to me one or the other. I don't know which one. I hope it's the latter, but I have no problem chasing after people to tell them how awesome coaching actually is. 
So, <laughs> but also there are going to be Jeeps there. There's going to be uh, bands. It is just going to be a grand old time. And if you are a veteran, this is being put together strictly for you. Yes, you. If you're a veteran, come on, man. Come on down. Come to Moyers, Oklahoma, because this is for you to be able to sit back relax, mentally reset yourself so that you can take on those challenges that you have out in the, in the real world, out in the real world, if I can talk. So guys, let's, uh, let's support those, those men and women who've been in service, who are having problems and let's see if we can get them to relax and reset and give them enough coaching so that we can decrease that 22 a day of veterans that we lose and see if we can drop that number as close to zero, if not to zero. That would be absolutely amazing if we could actually do that. So anyhow, now let's go on to the main topic. Now, the main topic and the topic of altruism actually came up because I was had a discussion on Facebook with an old classmate of mine. Uh, they put up a notice or a, well, a notice, I'm going to call it, that my hometown their school is is um, supplying the is supplying the school supplies for all the kids in school K through twelve, and you know I saw that and I was like going, why? First off, that was the first thought that went through my head is why? Why do why do they need to be the ones who are responsible for supplying school supplies to the kids? And to hear, uh, and then just thinking of all through my life and stuff, how you find, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So what does this end up equating down the road? And so I wrote back, it made the comment in there of, well, this isn't going to end very well. And that generated a whole discussion between the, the original author and three or four of her other friends who, they, everybody else was for it. And I get why they would be for it because it's just, it sounds really good. It's like, sweet. I don't have to fork over a hundred extra dollars to pay for my kids, uh, school supplies. I don't even have to go school supply shopping. I get freed up a whole day and a lot of heartache because, you know, if you're not, if you're like whenever I, our kids were in school, we struggled. It was like, holy crow, how are we going to pay for these supplies? Because the schools wanted to go off and Crayola only and blah, blah, no Rose Art crayons. And it's like, screw you. Rose Art's only a buck fifty and Crayola crayon for the same numbers, almost five bucks. Screw you. I'm getting the, they, they can have the Rose Art. And so it's really, it really does the kids good to see the parents actually struggle though. And, so I wrote back and well, we had several other discussions, but I'll ended my discussion with, well, the name of the classmate, because she asked the question of, well, if it doesn't do any harm, what good is it? Why, why, why disturb such a good thing? And I replied with, well, not redacted her name. This is when you really need to have that debate. Just leave it alone. Why? Because it's easier. Is it, uh, it's with good intentions. Remember what the road to hell is actually paved with. I agree. It sounds good on paper, but the devil is in the details. 
what you're showing the kids, uh, uh, what are you showing the kids about life in, in reality? What they don't, what, that they don't need to worry? It'd help if I could actually read what I wrote, huh? The system will take care of you. Just accept the free lunch without looking for, to see if there's a hook in it. I'm leery of free stuff with it being of an altruistic motive. Altruism is one of the most evil things a man can do for another man because everything has a co- uh, has a cost and altruistic motives cost the victims their ability to care. Now, I actually wrote cost the victim his ability to care. But in all reality, both sides of the party are the victims when it comes to altruism. Altruism is a bad dude. So is it worth talking about? Yeah, I think it is. So when it comes to what my thoughts on altruism are, I like to lean to the person who really actually kind of taught me what altruism really was. And she makes it a lot, it makes a lot of sense. Now I know a lot of you people, I may lose a lot of you people when I mention this name, but I'm going to give the quote first. Men have been taught that their first concern is to relieve the suffering to others. To make that the highest test of virtue is to make suffering the most important part of life. The main, the man must wish to see others suffer in order that he may be virtuous. Such is the nature of altruism. Now, the person who said that, like I said, a lot of people are, I'm probably going to lose half my audience the moment I mention this name was Ayn Rand. I don't agree with everything Ayn Rand says, but I do agree with a good deal of it. I don't agree with Ayn Rand's uh, uh, philosophy of how what religion is in the whole grand scheme of things. Yes, I do think that religion really pushes you to not be successful. At least a lot of them do. Uh, there's a couple of religions out there that really do have are aligned with way I believe that God actually wants you to be successful. They, he wants you to become a better person. And to do that, you have to, you have to pay a price. And so capitalism and things like that really take center in a lot of these places. But the other thing that about altruism is that you have to hope for other people to be able to suffer. You want them to suffer so that you can exp- expound your virtues upon them is essentially what she's saying. It essentially is what I was talking about with caretakers. They go around and whether they are thinking about it or not, they self self-sabotage themselves and the, the person that they're taking care of, because if all of a sudden they help, fix the person, the person doesn't need them anymore, then what use are is that caretaker? All of a sudden, that caretaker is not needed anymore. And that's a really scary thing for caretakers. Caretakers and nice guys. That's why nice guys are not nice. They are just as evil and, and conniving and manipulative as an altruistic person. That's what a nice guy is. He is the epitome of an altruist. And so why is altruism so bad? Well, at the root of it all, it's because you're sacrificing yourself for others. And I know I got you, a lot of y'all are all of a sudden going, what? No, no, that's a good thing. It, you, you martyr yourself for the, for the betterment of others. 
But are you real? Is that really a good thing? If you're, how are you going to help your family out and make sure that they are taken care of when you're dead? Huh? Like I've used this, this analogy to, to nauseam, but it always fits. Why do you have to put your mask on in an airplane first before you put on your babies? Because you can't help your baby if you're out cold. If you pass out because of lack of oxygen, then guess what? Your baby is going to not have any chance of getting oxygen. This is one reason why in, whenever I talk about priorities, it's God, then you, then your family. You have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure that your needs are taken care of before you address the needs of your family. Giving, Sacrificing yourself for the sake of your family isn't doing your family any good. Now, why are you sacrificing yourself? Well, because one, you're not taking care of yourself. You're addressing every emergency that a person has. You're not able to meet your needs. You're not, depending on how bad of an altruist you are, you're willing to take your children's beloved toys and give them to somebody who doesn't have any. And if when your child is throwing a fit, you're calling them selfish. But you're doing it strictly for the, look at me, I am being altruistic. I am sacrificing my children's toys for me, is essentially what you're doing. You give up, if you're if you have a little bit of extra money that you have available that you give to a friend who's in need, maybe they're short on rent. If you have a little bit extra money, you yeah, if you want to give that away, that's not a sacrifice. You're give you're you're giving away, and that's okay. But a lot of people will go off and take half of their rent money to help pay for a friend's electrical bill, and then they're all of a sudden behind the eight ball. See, that's where altruism gets dangerous. You're sacrificing your home to help. A, a friend who may not ever actually re, be able to ever repay you back. Another thing is that you're also taking the uh, the person who depend you're you're supposed to be rescuing or helping. You're taking their ability to to care, and you're actually trying to get them to become dependent upon you. Because if they're dependent upon you, then you can actually give up more of who you are. For the sake of altruistic motives. Altruistic motives are just soul crushing. They destroy your soul. They deserve, they destroy your reason as to why you get out of bed in the morning. Altruistic motives are, is the acid to your success. Altruism is a word from the devil. If you want to go religious in that aspect, because if there is anybody who is that truly evil, they're going to delight in the fact that you're killing yourself trying to save somebody else. Instead of taking, see somebody sinking in a pit of, uh, of quicksand, you're the one who goes jumps into the quicksand to try to save them. Well, now you're both going to end up dying. Instead of you taking the time of saving yourself, making sure you're out of the quicksand, and then taking the time to look for a branch that you could stick out there. Altruism requires you to take risks that are not needed. So you're not ever actually 
helping anybody who you're who you're you're trying to help through altruistic motives. You're not allowing that person to figure out whatever the problem is. You're not allowing them an opportunity to figure it out. You're rushing in there, taking over, fixing the problem without ever actually giving them a chance to figure it out. Let them suffer. Actually, believe it or not, let people suffer and figure it out themselves that you will do them a bigger service than doing it for them. And if you hear any thunks, that's rain. She's underneath the desk and she's, she's tired of me being sitting at the, at the computer desk talking. So she's like, Hey, time, time for you to start paying attention to me. So if you hear any thunks, that's just her big hard head hitting the underside of the desk. You're also making that person dependent upon you. They're having to depend on you to figure it out because you won't let them figure it out. So they have to turn to somebody to figure out the solution to whatever the problem is. So now you've made somebody who could have figured it out, could have come up with a very viable and good solution. And now all of a sudden they can't figure it out because you're not around to figure it out. So they don't know what to do. So in all reality, you are, you're creating two victims at the same time. Thanks to altruism. Now, altru- like I said, alt- a lot of people misconstrue what altruism is. They think it's a really good thing. They think it's great. It's virtuous and yada, yada, yada. And there's a lot of myths behind what altruism is. One of the myths is it makes you happy. No, honestly, it doesn't. First off, it can't make you happy. The only thing, the only thing that can make you happy are your thoughts. So to sit there and think that doing a, Cutting off your nose to make another person look prettier isn't doing you any good. It's not help. It's not serving you. It's not serving the other person. Because now, if you've cut off your nose to make your to make your best friend look more handsome, well, guess what? They're still just as ugly as they were before, and you don't have a nose. It clears your conscience. No, actually, it doesn't. It actually creates more worry, more anxiety in you because you're not able to do what you believe to be the most virtuous thing. And that, you know, deep down that most virtuous thing is to let that person suffer. If you have a friend who is addicted to drugs, the best thing to do is to let them hit rock bottom and don't offer them assistance. Let them decide when they want to go into rehab. Your conscience won't be clear. Because you're always worrying about what, uh, what somebody else is going to do. Are you looking virtuous enough? The only way you can actually let your conscience be clear is to actually just let that other person live their own life the way they want to live their life. That means the poor. They, if they're poor, that's a lot of, the, a lot of people have a hard time hearing this, but the poor are poor because they actually choose to be poor. And I've had many, many, Reddit fights and Twitter fights and other and Facebook fights over that very fact, because you see it time and time again. Anytime somebody wins the lottery, boom, two years later, they're just as broke as they were before. Why? Because they did not want to be rich. They wanted to be poor. They were comfortable being that broke. They couldn't make the ends meet. Yeah. It sounds really uncomfortable, but that was a lot more comfortable than the alternative of having to do the work to dig your ass out of that hole. So you want a clear conscience, you will with love, let that person live their life. 
if they come to you and want to know how to how to get out of a hole, all right, sweet. You let them know how they get out of the hole. You may even show them a couple times how to do it. But if you turn around and they're right back in the same hole that they were before and they haven't made any effort at all to get out, then okay. Well, man, how do you get out? I told you how to get out. You didn't want to do the work. Oh, man, I want to do the work. No, you actually don't. When you know, when you really do, you'll figure it out. Altruism, another myth is that altruism makes the world better. No, because you look at any place that has been ran under a socialistic or communistic and economic system, and you will see exactly how much better they made the world. National Socialists of, of Germany, otherwise known as the Nazis. Yeah, we know what happened there. That killed six billion Jews and several million other uh, other uh, classes of people. If you weren't the right uh, right look, you were pretty much tossed. If you weren't a uh, if you were not a viable human being, you were tossed. You were shot in the head. You were dumped in a ditch. Mentally handicapped? Shoot, you ain't about to have a good life. So we're going to go ahead and kill you first. And that's exactly what they did. Russia. When Lenin came aboard, want to know how many people he killed? Mao Zedong? Not want to know how many people uh, of his own people he killed? Pol Pot. I mean, come on. They've got what's called the killing fields for a reason. Altruism doesn't make the world better. It makes the world worse. Another myth is that it allows you to find new friends and partners. No, it makes you, it allows you to find new codependent friends. And if not, it makes them codependent upon you. Those aren't friends. It helps you to get further incorporations. This almost, with the way things are run these days, that almost is true. Except for the fact that it erodes trust in the long run. So it doesn't, the last myth is that it builds more trust, but more trust and helps you get further incorporations are two are two things that are kind of one and the same. It helps you get further incorporations until it doesn't. And then all of a sudden you're the one who gets kicked out before altruistic means. We need you to, we need you to give up that spot because our vice president is, is, is not able to, uh, to have that many people in his office anymore or in his department anymore. So we're going to need to let you go. And altruism erodes trust because you can see how well people with the altruistic thoughts that uh, America's had here recently, how well do we trust everybody? Not very well, man. Not very well at all. So that is because of altruism. Now I want to throw another Ayn Rand. I know uh, now that I've got half of y'all gone, I'm going to cut off another half. So I've got a quarter of my dedicated, <laughs> dedicated listeners right now. So anyhow, altruism is a moral system which holds that man has no right to exist for his own sake. Let me say that again. Altruism is a moral system which holds that man has no right to exist for his own sake. That service to others is the sole justification for his existence. And that self-sacrifice is the highest moral duty value and virtue it is the most moral base of collectivism of all dictatorships it is the moral base of all collectivism in all the of all dictatorships all the collectivism 
Think of the collectivism. Think of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all these others that are the woke mafia screaming for that, the, that we need to take care of the collective. No. Oh, no. You hear something like that, run the opposite direction. If you find a church that's talking about how we need to take care of the collective, ditch that church because that's not a church of God. That's not a church of any God. Now, why am I so fired up about collectivism? Well, because, like I've said before, the nice guy is just nothing but an altruistic beast. Well, not a beast. He's a man. He's a man who's very twisted in his views. He wants to lie and manipulate you to get you to like him. To get you to like him, if he has to lop his ears off to get you to like him, well, he's not going to have a problem lopping his ears off. Does he need to have a reverse mohawk on his head for you to, for the other guy next to you to like him? Then guess what? He's going to reverse mohawk. And then he'll wear a wig for the next person because he knows that next person doesn't like reverse mohawks or any type of haircut at all. So, you know, he's going to wear wigs. He's going to lie. He's going to lie. He's going to manipulate. And that's exactly what altruism is. The nice guy has no identity because he has sacrificed his identity to make sure that everybody else is liked. This is why I don't want you, man, to fall into that trap. Stop with being the nice guy because when you're a nice guy, you are suffering at your own expense. You're hurting yourself as much as you're hurting your friends and family. You're causing just as much damage to yourself, your self-esteem, your integrity. Every time you say you give a half-assed response to something because you don't fully believe it. How would people really react if you actually told them what you truly think? That's something scary. I heard it. I heard the gasp from here. What me tell what now people don't want to know what I really think. Try them. You might find that there's a lot of people who actually agree with you. You might find that some people don't. And that might be some of the people who you really wanted to be really close friends with. And they say they can't be around you with those types of thoughts. Can you be okay with that? Still love them and let them go. That is being selfish, according to altruism. Letting a person have their own thoughts and their own emotional reactions and you being okay with it. That's the scary thing. If you want help becoming, getting yourself out of the nice guy syndrome, getting out of the nice guy and start finding ways of living life on your own terms, if you want help getting out of being the nice guy, you want to start living your life on your terms, get a hold of me. Let me know. I can help you. You can go to relaxmail.com and at the top you'll see work with Brian. Click on that. Or if you can go to the show notes here and at the bottom, you can set up a consultation call right there. We'll click and you can hit that. I'll let you know how I am going to be able to help you, what that's going to mean to you, how that's how it's going to benefit you in all the different ways of what how it means to be living purely and hundred percent freely. I want to be able to help you with that. If you're interested, let's set up a consultation call. If you're interested in going to Operation Tears of 22, I've got a link in the show notes also. 
But if you are too busy and can't think of it and you want something easy to remember, relaxmail.com forward slash tears with the S on the end, tears. And that will take you over to the Eventbrite page and that'll allow you to be able to sign up so that you can actually uh, join us over in Moyers on August 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Those four days, August 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Set up, you set up your dates, get your time reserved and get your spots reserved. Or you can, if you're a veteran, you can go hang out in the veterans section. Yeah. They've got a whole little area cordoned off so that we, we don't, uh, uh, we don't disturb everybody else. So, <laughs> so guys, any help with that? I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for listening. This is Brian Goodwin. I am wishing you all the love that I could possibly muster for you. I know it is tough to get out of that nice guy syndrome. I know it is tough if you are going through a divorce. I can help you with those. Again, reach out to me. I will talk to you next week. So till then, 